We are back. We are. 2021, first episode of the year. Yes. Excited for the new year ahead. They say that consistency is key. Okay. And we broke that golden rule. We did, most definitely, <laughs> right in the beginning of the year. But hey. Completely missed it. We did. Completely missed it. It's been crazy, though. Yeah. Hey, nobody's perfect, but we are back on track and we're ready to rock and roll. It's about picking it up, dusting yourself off. Going out there and making amazing things happen. Keep on moving. Keep on grinding. Yep. We've had good reasons, though. We have. We had an awesome event with our advisors. Um, the ones that could come in came to Florida, uh, had a great symposium. The rest of them were able to zoom in and do it virtually. So it was a uh, mess with your mic. I know. Um, sorry about that. It was exciting to be with everybody. I think everyone went home super jazzed and motivated and was just happy jazzed. to have a, a real life connection. Did with they have people. their jazz hands. Jazz hands. Do they do jazz hands? Yes, most definitely. Yeah, they were they were excited. It was it was it really was good. But you know, for me, <laughs> the beginning was just seeing humans. Yeah, seeing actual human beings. Yeah, getting to sit down, talk to them, talk shop, see how they're doing, see how their family's doing. What you know, what type of impact twenty twenty actually had on them, mm -hmm. um, both personally and professionally. And then really from there, really trying to just sit back and say, okay, now what? Right? Because you know, Mark, our money manager for Motivate Investments, brought up a great video. And it was a great, um, just a reminder of the fact that the world doesn't stop, right? And really that we're all kind of being put in the same place right now. And I think it's important that we kind of talk about this to a certain extent to, you know, we're all being dealt something that's difficult to deal with. Right. Right. And so the one thing we talk about is you don't have to have, and one of my quotes that I used that was from a book called, I believe it was the one page, play, one page marketing plan, but you don't have to have the, the, reflexes of a grand P driver or the physical skill of this person. You just kind of need to know how to, how to get through it. Right. My company started in 2008. Tough time to start a financial business. Literally, you would the, think. literally the worst time ever, I would think to, yeah. to start any business, much less one in the financial services industry. And my whole belief system was if I can make it through that time period, that I was going to be able to make it through anything. Mm -hmm. And so far, knock on wood, that has proven true, right? Many of you right now had a really tough 2020 and many of you probably sat down and did everything right. You probably did the goal setting. You probably sat down and said, here's the, here's the direction I want my company to go. Here's how much money I want to make. Here's what type of lifestyle that's going to afford me and my family and all those different things. And by March, most of those plans were completely thrown out the window. Oh yeah, completely. And so you know, I, I can understand people's frustration with saying, well, why would I want to go through goal planning this year? Which is, this is something that we did at the event on Friday, whenever we do our event, just so everybody knows why we're kind of talking about this. Um, in January, we always want to do goal planning for our advisors for the year ahead. So this is something we've really been focused on for, I'd say, the last two, three weeks, and then doing more individualized calls with our advisors to talk to them on a one-on-one -on -one basis, too. Yeah, because it gives everyone a barometer as far as where they want to go or a litmus test of what they're trying to accomplish and what goals they're doing. So. I get it. 2020 was tough. And, and the thing that we, we didn't even start this podcast till basically fourth quarter of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, but we started this podcast because of 2020. Yes. Right. So there's always, there can always be positive things that can come from difficult times. And that's one thing I think I want to stress within this is just because you had to change course 
doesn't necessarily mean that you're not still trying to fulfill the initial plan, the initial goal that you had set forward. Sure. We just had to take a little detour. Well, yeah. And I call it, call it an audible. We see it yeah. in football every single Sunday when people go up to the line, the quarterback looks around and says, nope, actually, this is not the defense I wanted to run this play against. So I'm going to call an audible. That's going to give us the best chance of success. So when we look at goal planning, I think goal planning needs to be kind of two different things. I think you need to look at your long-term 30,000 foot objectives. Sure. And then I think you need to look at your immediate in nature type of scenarios to help achieve those long-term goals. One difficulty that I personally have that you and I actually were discussing this morning is the ability to live now though, Mm -hmm. and to be now and to focus on now, because if you're looking only at that 30,000 foot view, that 20, 30 year, 40 year time span, that can be crazy overwhelming yeah, and that can be freaky to look at and it can really stress out your actual day to day when the stuff you're doing right now is really prepping for that. Yeah. When it's big picture. And I think both you and I are polarized on that, but it's actually good. It's just a different mindset and, you know, different personalities is you like to see years in advance in the big picture. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But what do we need to do today to get there? Um, And both pieces of the puzzle are extremely important. One's not more important than the other. You can have an awesome idea and have, you know, the drive for your five, 10, 15, 20 years out, whatever it is. But if you don't know what to do every single day to achieve that or have a plan to do that, you're never going to get there. So they really obviously have to work in tandem. Yeah. And and then know that you're going to have to probably change things up here yeah. and there. I mean, that's Always. just, just that's part life. of the gig. Life's going to throw us curveballs. So just like I tell a client with the financial plan, I want your financial plan to be structured enough that you can count on it. It can provide you certainty and almost like a, an emotional comfort, but it also has to be flexible enough that when life throws us curveballs, not, not if, when life throws us curveballs that we can hit them out of the park. So you and I, you mentioned earlier that we are doing calls with all of our advisors now discussing their goals and really kind of reverse engineering what 2021 should look like Mm -hmm. to achieve their ultimate goals. We have advisors of ours that are retiring in five years. Yep. We have advisors of ours that want to retire in 25 years. We have advisors that if they could have retired by now, they would have retired by now. Uh, and, And everyone just trying to get to that next place that they, that they feel comfortable with. But what's really interesting is last Friday, as we sat there with all of our advisors, it was, it was interesting watching people try to set goals. And we've even had a couple people decline yeah. the goal conversation. Which, which kind of is very interesting and confusing well, why, to us. Why do you personally? think, why do you think people, why do you think people do that? I mean, if, if you, if, if you have people that are coming to saying, I want to help you. Yeah. And we want to set, we want to set some boundaries to know what it is. I mean, like if you, if you go into a, a physical therapist place, like I have a, a bulging disc in my record, in my neck right now. So I can't, I've lost some strength. I have some tingling in my hands, all these fun things. If I go into a physical therapist's office, they're going to say, what are your ultimate goals? For me, it's to be able to get back to my normal active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, to work out. I want to be able to weightlift. I want to be able to ride my bike. I want to be able to do all these different things that I do. I want to be able to play basketball with my kids and not be in pain. I would like to actually wake up and not be in pain. That would be a really great goal. Winning. So, you know, everyone's going to have those goals. Mm-hmm. Why would someone not actually want to set them? What's your thought process on that? Cause I know what I believe. Yeah. What's um, your thought? I, I think there's a, a few different reason why reasons why, and it really comes down to the individual. So are they scared to project 
certain goals in the future with the fear that they're not going to accomplish them and then feel unsuccessful Mm. or down on themselves. Um, You know, some people don't want to put something out there that they're, you know, striving to achieve. And if they don't, they feel like a failure, whereas we don't see it that way. I mean, we have the conversation often if someone wants to do $10 million in annuity production and they set that goal and they do 8 million, 9 million, are they going to be upset? I would imagine not, you know, we're just using numbers. Well, that's true. There's a lot of factors. (laughs) Unless they bought that Um, new house and they needed 10 million to Craig even. No, you're right. It's a fear-based thing, right? I think so. A lot of times I think it is. So, you know, I, I think it's, it, it comes exactly down to what you're saying. I also think it comes down to ego. So, you know, one of my, one of my mentors out there, a gentleman named Dave LaRue, look him up. If you get a chance, it's with a group called the comic club. There's your little plug for it. Cause they are, it's a fantastic group of entrepreneurs that we get together every single quarter and look at ways to really improve our lives by helping each other. Mm-hmm. Different industries, different everything, but all the really common, common characteristic is we're all entrepreneurs. And one thing he always talks about is the ego and how the ego can only get you so far right? The ego will get you to a point where, I mean, to be able to be, and I'm not talking egotistical, yeah, but at some point it becomes egotistical, right? Because if you start believing your own press and you could eventually become scared or fearful, like you mentioned that you could go backwards. See, when I, when I was dirt broke and I couldn't even afford water and didn't know what I was going to do the next day, there's only one direction to go. Up from there. Yeah, I mean, I'm already on the bottom. I'm scraping on the bottom. I am begging for anything to happen. So there's only one place to go. Once you're at, once you're moving up, you know, I say all the time, it's a short walk from the penthouse to the outhouse. Yep. Another mentor told, used, used to say that to me all the time, a gentleman named Kevin. And so when I look at goals, I think it comes down to there's the ego to where you're only going to be able to get so far with that ego. Eventually, you have to sit back and say, look, ego, step aside. You've done a great job for me. You've gotten me to this point, but for me to expand and scale and become everything that I want to be, you have to move aside. And what happens is at that point, someone's more than likely pretty successful mm-hmm. and now they have to convert back to being vulnerable. Yeah. And they have to allow themselves to learn more. And, and one thing I'm proud of myself for, and I can say this, I'll toot my own horn, as large or as confident as my ego is, Yeah, I will, <laughs> that was- <laughs> You answered that way too quickly. I will, I will never knock on wood, allow my ego to determine and dictate my financial future and hold me back from the dreams that I have. Yeah. Well, and I think when you talk about goals, it has to be synonymous with a plan. So you can almost use those interchangeably. So you have your goal, which is your ultimate destination, but really the meat and potatoes of it is having a plan to achieve that. Sure. And it's, it is, it's always going to change. You need to be nimble. You need to be flexible. Some stuff falls into place and that's awesome. You can run with it. Other stuff you have to work for a little bit. Well, the plan comes down to the, the, the word intent, right? So I heard a gentleman one time, I cannot remember his name right off the top of my head right now. I'll think about it and put it in the notes or something, but he is a um, Olympian for the paraplegic Olympian. Mm -hmm. So he uses the the bicyclist with his arms. Right. And uh, Travis is his name, but Travis Gartner, I believe smart, smart guy, but he was talking about when he sits down with his children, what type of dad he's going to be. Now he's this Olympic athlete. This guy's a total rock star. How is he going to, you know, to, mentor his children. Is he going to be the dad that screams at the sidelines? Is he the dad that just sits back and doesn't say anything, lets the kids learn? And he said something really brilliant one time. He was talking about intent. And intent is what's going to lead to the expectations, right? Mm-hmm. 
So the hardest thing about a goal to, I think, is that it's, it's putting an intent out there. And most people want to be truthful with their intent, right? So if I sit back and say, this is my goal, I want to create whatever it is, right? And I look at goals five different ways, right? I don't look at goals just financially. Mm -hmm. I look at financial success. I look at my relationships around me. I look at my spiritual, my mental, and my physical health. Those are all five things that I look at. So it's not just a one-dimensional deal. But if I sit back and say, here's my intent, what you're basically doing is saying, I want this, okay? And then you have to be honest with yourself. Am I willing to do the work to get it? Right? Right. And I think a lot of us have a track record. I have a great track record of being a procrastinator all the way back to school, right? Elementary school, high school, no matter what it was, I was amazing at digging myself a hole and having to try to figure out how the hell to get out of it. Yeah. I was unfortunately uh, somewhat the same, but I've learned from that because I didn't want to wing it anymore. Well, and I, I didn't. And so that's why I hired people to help me uh, <laughs> <laughs> become better at what I'm not good at doing. But you know, that that's the whole point is like, here's my intent. This is what I want to achieve. And you almost don't want to let yourself down. Mm -hmm. And if you put it out there, like you see people on, on social media all the time do this. I'm going to lose 30 pounds by this time. It's out there. Now right. they're being held accountable. Yes. And some people don't want to be held accountable because that's when the expectations come out and expectations sometimes means that you have to work. Yeah. Or you might not hit there. it and fail. Right. Which I mean, as long as you're working and you're grinding and you're trying. So yeah, how do you avoid is. the failure then? So how do you put yourself in a position where you set this goal, you have this, this desire mm -hmm. and how do you make sure you don't pull the Titanic and run into the iceberg? You have really good GPS and radars. <laughs> well, it kind really? of is. That was your, that was your joke. <laughs> they didn't have GPS. I'm not going to lie. Something, something in your, your lap department fell apart since Christmas. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> that was absolutely awful. My jokes are not so great Ooh, in 2021 so far. It was not on point. We may want to move this thing to a Monday. <sighs> you're more so fresh. Right. Don't worry, guys. I'll get back to it. Um, I don't have GPS. I don't. They don't have GPS or Raiders. Actually, you could still kind of use that. So I'm, are you, I'm all ears. Are Cass. we using metrics as our GPS? So if you mm. have this goal, whether it's weight loss, whether it's health, what are you doing to track that? So making sure that you're hitting those numbers. Are you on plan? Are you, you know, having the number of appointments, prospects, referrals, whatever the case may be, what is that average amount that's coming in from it? All of these little metrics are going to give you an idea of, are you steering the ship correctly? So and you, if you're not paying attention to those things, <clears throat> that's when you're going to hit the iceberg. So are you trying to tell me that a business owner should know their numbers? I would imagine so. I think it's helpful yeah. sometimes. And how many, when you talk to them on the phone, how many of them do? Not as many as I would love. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to see a little bit better numbers yeah. with, with regards to that. So, so, you know, one thing you're saying is, is perfect because when you look at your metrics, that's an important thing. Now, the other thing though, that goes along with that is how often do you look at your metrics? Mm -hmm. So one thing I mentioned earlier is when I'm meeting with my group and I'm sitting down and looking at my business, I do that in a minimal of every 90 days yeah. um, because the minimum of 90 days allows me to pivot and make adjustments as, as necessary. Right. So I had a good year last year. Mm -hmm. I actually did better last year in 2020 than I did the previous year of 2019. We were more successful. Yeah. It was absolutely different, whole different ball game. But because I was able to pivot during certain time periods, we didn't skip a lot of beats. No. And we were able to be successful with that, given the hands that we were being dealt, which is with all respect, the same hand that everyone, everyone. 
was being dealt. So we're not being victims anymore. We have to go out there and figure out what can we do to take our business where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And so having that adjustment time period is important. Sometimes I think people look at goals and say, I'm going to set my goal for the next one year. And then they don't review it. And yeah, and they don't the see time. if, right. And they don't see if they're on course, if they need to shift direction, if something's not working. I was having a call with an advisor yesterday. We were just doing, you know, their annual stuff. And I was letting him know that I was going to send his team a marketing tracker. He's starting to implement two different marketing programs and he wants to figure out which one is best and which one to rotate it. So I asked him, okay, how are you going to do that? And he's like, I'm not really sure. And I said, oh, well, surprisingly, I have a marketing tracker for you. And we're going to see what is the cost? Who did it go out? to what was the turn time how much production did you do from it and then overall what is your roi i said as we're rotating these marketing initiatives we need to look at that number obviously how much did it cost you but more importantly how much did you make off of it what is that roi because that's going to give us a good idea of what do we do q2 q3 q4 yeah because that metric is important it's not just the metric that people use for seminars right a lot of advisors that we talk to say well this seminar was superior to than this seminar because this seminar got me 50 people to sign up and 40 people showed up. And this one only got me 30 people to sign up and 20 people showed up. Right. And they look at that and say that the, the higher number was the superior one. We've, we've kind of been brainwashed to think that when really what you should be doing is saying, okay, wait a minute, which one did you actually acquire the more prospects? Which mm-hmm. one did you acquire more clients from? Which one did you actually make more money from? And what was the overall ROI? Because you might see that the one with 20 people was actually much, much, much more successful because it was a quality over quantity thing. Yep. Yeah. That kind of where you're going with that? Yeah, yeah. And the only way to do that is again to, you know, keep track of your metrics and really know what you're putting out there and what you're getting back in it. I love that they're trying different stuff. I think it's amazing. We say, you know, a million times all the time, don't have one marketing initiative. It's super dangerous. We know this. If it doesn't work, you're stuck. But if you have a few working together and one month, maybe something isn't fabulous. And that's that's going to happen. It's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Nothing is going to be perfect all the time. But if you have other stuff running in the background and they're all kind of cohesive and jiving together, you're going to be okay if one of them was a flop. Well, would you put all your money in one stock? No, definitely not. Same idea, right? Putting all your eggs in one basket is yep. never going to be a good thing. Oh, oh wow. hello. Wow. That was a, we call that the spring sound effect from my microphone. Apologize for that. But anyway, you know, that's something that I think is really important to look at. And 2020 should have taught us that if nothing mm-hmm. else. So, Let's talk about some action steps then. So we've talked about what what you know what we've been talking to our advisors about, but here's some action steps I think people should be looking to do. Sure. Number one is you need to set your intent. You need to sit down in a room by yourself or even talk to your spouse, but yeah. or your really, team. Or your if team. you have one, let them know what your plan is, well, what your goals are. I would start on your own first yes. before you bring it to your team. But sit down in a room and take some time. If you don't have the ability to take some time to work on your business it's probably in worse shape than you think. So take some time. I'd recommend an hour or two and just sit back and think, what do I really want to accomplish? What do I, when, and really, why do I want this to happen? Mm-hmm. And, and think about that. You can write it out in paragraph format. You can write it out in bullet points. You can use anything you want. I don't care if you do all caps. Crayons and markers. I don't care. Just get it down so you can look at it. But the thing is, is be honest. What do you really want? Because, I've had advisors tell me what they think I wanted them to say, which isn't really what they really wanted. Right. I, oh, Mike, I'm going to do 15 million this year. Okay. Is that really what you want? Well, no, actually, I, I only really want to work three days a week and I only want to 
work four hours a day each day because I want to spend time with my kids. And well, no, that's what you really want. Mm -hmm. And right? that's okay. Everyone can pick and choose. It's, it's, it's your life. Pick completely. and choose what you want to do. That's, but I agree. Be honest. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's the beauty of freedom. Freedom means different things to different people. So really sit down and say, what is your intent? Figure out what that intent looks like. That's your goal, right? So every, every sports team starts out the year saying, I want to win the Super Bowl, the NBC, NBA championship, the World Series, the Stanley Cup, whatever it's going to be, you know, there's not an Olympian that says, I just want to show up and carry my flag. Most of them have the ultimate goal that they would love to win. Okay. The next step then is figure out what are the steps that need to be taken to get there. You don't just wake up one day and decide I'm going to pole vault today. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that need to go into play for you to be able to pole vault. So same concept. What do you, what, what type of qualifications do you need? What type of people do you need to surround yourself with? Are there organizations like motivate who can help pun fully intended motivate you and help keep you accountable to get to where you want to be. Look at your current organizations that you're working with. Look at who you're currently surrounding yourself with. If you haven't had conversations like this, that's, uh, that's a problem. Yeah. It probably needs to be addressed. Yeah. Because if you're not looking to see how to build your business, you're just worried about how to build the premium for that company. That's a one-sided relationship and mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed. So you look at that and kind of sit back and say, here's my goal. Then you could start getting more and more micro. Yes. And then you start saying, okay, now to achieve that over the next number of months, What's my real strategy to do this for the next 90 days? Yeah, you need tangible action steps. It, it's great to start with a, you know, your goal and idea. But again, you have to have the steps to actually achieve that. So if someone says to you, Cassie, I want to start marketing initiatives. This, this mm -hmm. quarter is the time I'm going to go for it. Should they go for one market initiative? Should they go for 10 market initiatives? Kind of where's that sweet spot that people should, because people get excited. They do. One thing about goals is they get people excited, yeah. right? So sometimes yeah, goals can so. get you almost overly optimistic. Yeah. So where do you feel people should start with their marketing strategies? It's always going to be different. So the first thing that I would look at is what is your actual budget? You have to know what type of money you're willing to put into something. So figure out what is the budget that you have to work for. And within that budget, what are the expected results to achieve that? So if you've got $10,000, you're expecting to do, you know, let's just whatever, hypothetically one or two mail pieces, whether you're doing an appointment setting, you know, whatever's working for you. And then what you anticipate to get out of that. So from the $10,000, do you expect to write $3 million in premium off of FIAs or, you know, quite this much assets under management. Um, and then you have to look and see what are the resources that can fit that budget and also achieve what you're looking for. So you need to take stock in what you have available, either from your current organization, um, something that you're doing organically or working with third-party resources. So that's what we do a lot of times with our advisors is I start with the budget. What do you guys have? What do you want? And then let's put the pieces of the pie together to see. Um, and then is that budget always static or can that budget change as time goes no, on? That to budget's more always, successful? Yeah, that's all that's always going to change. So let's say you that should say, be part of the plan, too, I would assume. Yeah. So if you start with a two thousand dollar budget and you do achieve the goal of from run that marketing initiative, take 15 percent of whatever that revenue is, that commission is and put it to your next month or your next quarter and then your constantly building from there. Mm -hmm. So if you're starting with a little bit smaller of a marketing budget, project that it's going to be successful and you can always be adding to that. And again, it's based off the intent. Um, if you're happy with the results that you get from $2,000, that's the work that you want to do. <laughs> I just had to do it. If you're happy and you know it, 
Clap your hands. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. I was waiting. Um, I'm singing in my head. That's okay. But no, you're, you're, you're dead on track. I think what you're saying is, is, is absolutely awesome. And one report that you, that you work with, with our advisors, and I think that we can offer it for people right now, listen, if you want to, is going to be our marketing worksheet where yeah. we look at the, your yearly marketing worksheet and what it really does is it does a great job taking into consideration your goals, your current book, and then helps really dive into what's your closing ratio? What's yeah. your attrition ratio from seminar to your office, from webinar to your office, from whatever type of strategy it is. Um, how many of those do you need to be doing per month? How can you start getting away from it? What's your marketing budget look like? Does that actually match? Because if you want to do 40 million, but you don't have the marketing budget to do it, that's going to probably be pretty tough. But my belief right now is that when you sit down and look at, it, you're going to realize that you're going to need to do two different things. What's that? Number one, you're going to have to go back to the old school grind of mm -hmm. grassroots type of marketing. But number two is by adding a really well-structured, organized, and efficient tech stack. Yes. So, you know, tech stack for, the user, for those of you listening right now, that's just putting different softwares together that all work together, that are living in a copacetic environment that allow you to put yourself out there and compete with the big dogs. Mm -hmm. Great news is Motivate has a great tech stack. We, do. we can structure things for you. We can throw you everything that, that I've been using utilizing for my own practice that made us successful. So we have all those different things, but um, I'm probably putting the cart ahead of the horse. So it's, it's a matter of just looking to see what type of marketing strategies that will work for you, what you can use, and then really structuring the implementation. Yeah. And implementation obviously is key. That seems pretty basic and like, duh, yes, I know I need to implement it. Um, but that's part of goals, you know, that people run into as well is procrastinating. So you might be gung ho and we kind of, you know, already talked about this. You might be gung ho to do your goals, but then you procrastinate to actually implement what you sure. need to do. Yep. Um, and then do it consistently as well. That's exactly it. But we're, yep. we're here to help out with, with anything we can do yeah. to help you out. Uh, 877-7-MOTIVATE. Or 772-247-4488. Um, I can always be reached by email as well. You guys can hit us up on our website, Motivated Advisors, or uh, email me at Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E at MotivateAdvisors.com. And that is going to be it for episode one, season two, Motivate ah, You. Season two. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're yeah. legit. We're like yeah. the Netflix of podcasts. <laughs> we're getting you can there. Binge listen to us. Tell your friends, tell your family. Do not be nervous to give us a call. We are um, more than happy to have the conversation, more than happy yeah. to help you. We've met a lot of really, really fantastic people. Worst case scenario, great relationships are built that way. It's true. If it's a great fit, awesome, no problem. But if it's not a good fit, even no, no problem again. So as long as you guys get some value out of it, that's going to make our day. Number one goal, right? Always. So we want to create an army of people to go out and make sure that people are always protected, helping them with the retirement. And we think that uh, we can help you do that. So yes, have a fantastic first month of the year. Yes. We will be back more consistently now. We appreciate you listening. Let your friends and family know about Motivate You. Have a good one, everybody. Awesome. We'll be Thanks, talking to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.